Roll for Romance is a podcast featuring five friends thirsty for D20. Welcome to Roll for Romance. I'm your DM, Emily. And with me, I have a bunch of incredible adventurers. And today, we're going to find out what their ideal partner is like. Let's start with Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I play Lanover, the Aladrin Bard. And Lanny honestly doesn't care what their partner looks like so much, as long as they're intellectually intimidating and willing to have high-level arguments that end in makeout sessions. Ooh. Yeah. Can that also be my idea? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Desiree, and I play Hilrana, the Earth Genasi Druid. And I think Hilrana's ideal partner would be somebody a little dark and mysterious. Somebody up for adventure, well-read. Whenever she has dreams, though, about her partner, somebody maybe with some horns, a little mischievous. Yes, clouded and shrouded in darkness. Mmm. Oh, my. Speaking <laughs> of horns and mischievous and shrouded in darkness. Oh. Well, not shrouded in darkness, but oh. what about you? Hi, I'm Holly, and I play Ferris, who is a tiefling warlock. And Ferris likes older partners. Much, much older. Elderly, in fact. <laughs> And very, very wealthy, with no children, <laughs> and a palatial estate. Personality really doesn't matter, um, but the money, the money can do all the talking. Wow. Oh, I just learned something new about... <laughs> hey, yeah, get it, Hirana. Not Hirana. <laughs> get it, Holly. Get it, Holly. <laughs> get it, Ferris. I'll get your name right eventually. Just What's start yelling names. <laughs> you. Horny lady. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Ward. I play Milae's Gloriosis, an Aislamar paladin, and... His ideal partner would be someone who can hold their own on the battlefield and in the bedroom. Very nice. Excellent. Now I'm just imagining someone holding their own genitals in the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't want to do any of the work. That's what that means. It's hard from working out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, figure that out for yourself. <laughs> he's just you a passive work. observer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's if that's fair. what he's into, that's There's fine. wrong with that. See, whatever Melee's wants. <laughs> There's somebody out there for you, Melee's. <laughs> So imagine my surprise when I pull apart the curtains, and there they all are, chained against the walls in these weird fur manacles. Most of them were nude. Very strange. It was her idea. I didn't think that this was a good plan at all. I thought that we should have been straightforward from the beginning, but she was all like, we have to make sure that they're trustworthy. We did it her way, and it did not go as expected. Hmm. Instead, I ended up paddling one of them, but... She wanted me to, and it 
didn't really give me a lot of the answers that I was looking for. Fortunately, we resolved things a little bit. They ended up answering questions after I used my more straightforward and persuasive ways. We did lose two of them in the process. I mean, they're not, they're not dead. They just decided not to aid us. A shame. Anyway, I will plan on learning from this and learning that I need to listen to my gut if we get out of here alive because that ritual summoned some weird, creepy, scary ooze creature and I think I'm probably going to die. All right, so we are picking up. We were just about to fight this weird, creepy, ooze, icker creature that had coalesced after you got a message from Lear. She told you that they had found you and you needed to run and then it appeared in this BDSM chamber with Lanny and Hilrana and Chadley. Meanwhile, Miles and Ferris are currently leaving. Miles is carrying Ferris away because she doesn't want to be anywhere near where this ritual was happening. And let's start by rolling initiative for everyone, because I just want to get an order of what's going to happen. I got a nine. I got a 21. I got a 10. And I got a 19. All right, so with the 21, we're going to have Lanover go first. You are in this, like I said, BDSM chamber in the basement of the House of Heavenly Delights. You don't have a... You have your vial. They brought that back for you. But other than that, don't yeah. have your, you don't have Don Carlos. I don't have Don Carlos, which is sad. I would ask for his advice, but um, no. So we've got this, this Icker monster in front of me. How close am I? I would say you're probably five feet away from it because you all were standing in a circle around where this thing manifested. So there's you and probably Hilrana directly across from you and then Chadley next to her and then the three other acolytes or uh, worshippers of Lear are in that circle. I'm going to go ahead and cast Tasha's Hideous Laughter on the Icker um, so that hopefully... It'll fail at save and then not be able to hit us for a little while. What type of save is that? It's a wisdom save. And my spell save DC is 14. It was a 17 on the die, so uh, so it succeeds. Okay, that's fine. Rats. So you try to make this thing laugh. It does not seem to have any kind of response to you. What else would you like to do? I'm going to use my bracelet to contact Miles and Ferris. The ritual's over, but now there's some kind of... I don't even know what this is. Miles and Ferris, you hear that. You can say one thing back if you would like to. Ferris hears Lanny and touches her bracelet to communicate back. We're on our way. Up next is going to be the main priestess or worshiper of Lear, who was down here talking to you all. She yells, flee, and magic comes out from her hands and her little pendant on her neck lights up. But this thing does not react at all. And she looks pretty terrified after that. Up next is Miles. You are you have Ferris in your arms. You heard Lanny say that you that they need help. What do you do? Where are we right now? We're in the garden area of the House of Heavenly Delights, about to leave. He'll put Ferris down and then say, but what about not being able to hear or see anything that's going on down there? Lanny said the ritual was over, so... I think as long as I keep my distance, it'll be all right. All right. Let's do this. And we'll head back. <laughs> okay, so do you, do you want to use your action to dash back, try to dash into there? Yeah, and if I can get there 
quick enough. I want to look at the BDSM wall. Okay, so I would say that it's going to take you two turns to get back down there because it had been a, you had already started carrying her up all the way up the stairs, all the way under the gardens. So yeah. if you take <laughs> your movement and your action to run this turn, next time you will have your movement action and then you will be down in the room. You won't be able to take an action, but you could take a bonus action. Cool. Running back. And you are still completely nude. Fun fact about both of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> they, see oh, you, you, they see you carrying Ferris out, some people in the garden. You put her down and then you <laughs> start sprinting back inside. Quite a sight, I'm sure. Some people are like, oh. <laughs> okay. Up next is the ooze creature. It is going to start making this weird, creepy whispering noise. So you hear that, and I need everyone that is in the room, so not Ferris or Miles, to make a wisdom saving throw. I got a 19. 23. 23. Good Good rolls. Hell yeah. So you were able to shake this weird maddening whisper out of your mind. You, I don't think, take half damage. I think nothing happens. I got to roll for the other three, though. Two of them succeed. The guy who had been dominating Ferris before, he fails. And you see him reach over the wind from this weird smoke that had been in the room knocked some of the BDSM implements off of the wall and he reaches down and he grabs the cat of nine tails that he had before and he's going to pick it up and start wailing on the woman that is next to him, the halfling woman Holy crap. as as part of this creature's effect. That's not great. And he also takes some psychic damage. Okay, so he does a significant amount of damage. He's bludgeoning this poor halfling woman with this weapon, which seems like it maybe is imbued with more power than it usually would have. That is the weird creature's turn. Then it is the dude's turn and the halfling's turn. He's going to try to use a sacred flame on the ooze creature. I feel like I need to give him a name besides ooze creature. Icky the Icker guy. Icky the Icker. Icky. Okay. Um, Sacred flame. Dexterity save. That's a natural 20. This thing is rolling really well, so it does not take any damage. And screw you, Icky. The halfling woman sees that the sacred flame did not work and instead is going to try to cast sanctuary on herself kind of shimmering magical aura goes around her trying to protect her from any further attacks. Now it is Ferris's turn. Ferris is running back okay. toward the room. Yeah, so same thing as Melee's. You yes. can move, dash. You're on the stairs behind Melee's. You're going to take one more turn to get down there. Okay. Then Hilvrana, it is your turn. How close am I to the wall of... BDSM equipment? I would say that it is within reach. Is there anything there that would count as a club, like a paddle type thing? Yeah, yeah you can get a paddle. Alright, can I grab a paddle? Mm-hmm. And then, can I cast Shillelagh on it? Yes, absolutely. Alright, I cast Shillelagh <laughs> on the paddle. Shillelagh, and what does Shillelagh do to it? The wood is imbued with nature's power for the duration you can use the spell casting ability instead of strength for the attack and damage rolls of melee attacks nice. using that weapon. Very good. The weapon's damage die becomes a D8 and the weapon becomes magical. 
No, I got a magic a BDSM paddle. Nice. <laughs> so imagine it's got like those holes mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. I feel like she's never going to give this up. No, this no. is now my <laughs> weapon. <laughs> Anything else on your turn, Hilrana? Oh, it's a bonus action to do shillelagh. Cool, so then you could attack this thing with the paddle. I'm gonna jump up and whack this thing in the head. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Perfect. Roll the 17. Heck yeah, that hits. You smack that ooze. Cool. <laughs> Nine. Nine, very good. Lanover, it is back to you. Yay, thank you. I'm going to, as my bonus action, use Misty Step to get away from it. I want to be in the room, but I don't want to be right up next to it, because Icky's creeping me out. Yeah, there was that curtained area over in the one side that you could go be behind and cast, like, through the opening of it if you wanted to. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I could go back behind the curtain and still do this. Is there any way that I could get a 10-foot radius sphere around Icky that doesn't include Hilrana? I think what you could try to do, this is a risk that you could take, Lanover, which is you could try to put the sphere up against the ceiling. Okay. And so there is potential for whatever effect the top of the sphere does to affect what is directly above this room. It's a nursery. Do I have any idea what that is? Um, You don't know. You assume this is the basement, but you're not how, sure how far down it is because you haven't come up from here. Okay, I'm going to do it. Okay, yeah. So uh, Icky needs to make a constitution saving throw. I'm casting Shatter. Oh, okay. Yes, that makes sense. Icky got a 10, so that is a fail. Failure. All right. I like how we gave this thing that's supposed to be really gross and creepy a cute name. 14 points of thunder damage. Ooh. Ouch. Okay. So the Shatter goes off. You fortunately don't hear any people being like, oh, God, no, why? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> because they're already dead. Um, yeah, they're dead. <laughs> they're just immediately dead. <laughs> However, this creature, you damage it, but it doesn't seem to have done as much damage as you would hope right. for. Dang it, Aki. I don't take risks like that ever since Emily made me kill that newborn baby dragon the first time I played D&D. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what? Brutal. I'm still traumatized. <laughs> Listen, you, it was your choice. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Okay, that cackle. <laughs> I'm a monster. <laughs> Lanover, bonus action movement, anything? Oh, I did my bonus action movement, which was to use Misty Step. It is the head woman's turn. She looks pretty scared. She's going to manifest a spiritual weapon in the air. It looks like a whip. Why not? And it is going to try to crack into the creature. Oof, fuck, that's not going to hit. The whip doesn't hit the weird icker creature. It oozes a little bit out of the way just in time. But the spiritual weapon's still there. She's like, shit. And it is now Milace's turn. You can get back into the room now with your movement and action. So you do have a bonus action if there's anything you can do now that you are in the room. And you see before you that weird, creepy icker creature. Is a bonus action, would that count as going to the BDSM wall? Yeah, you could grab something off of there for your for your bonus action if you wanted to. Yeah, I want a weapon. Can I get the biggest, floppiest dildo? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know why you'd want to be the floppiest one, but I love it. You gotta get that. That's what he wants. That, 
<laughs> reverb. Just yeah, reverb. Because it's fun. The yeah. biggest floppiest dildo off of the wall. You got it. Perfect. Like if you hit one person and then there's another person close to them, <laughs> it'll be like, yeah. Pow. Yes. <laughs> exactly. All right. So this creature seeing more combatants enter the area makes this weird screech and start babbling like bubbles come out of its body and make these terrible, weird, gross sounds and it starts howling. And I need everyone to make a wisdom save for me, please. 14. Got a Oh, wait, I had got a natural one. Okay. Natural fail. Natural fail. I got a six. 21. 21. Okay, everybody fails except for Ferris. I got to roll for the other three. That's a fail. That's a fail. That's a save. Okay, so uh, the halfling lady, is, is uh, she's doing okay. So you all fail except for Ferris and the halfling lady. Ferris, you see as everyone around you is stunned and they're going to take some psychic damage. And you will take half as much damage. Everybody who failed takes 11 points of psychic damage. The man crumples to the ground. The main woman is still up but looking hurt. And half of 11 would be five. So if you fail, you take five. So the halfling woman still falls to the ground. So the only person who is not stunned currently in this room is Ferris. She's just stunning. And it'll be to the end of its (laughs) next turn. So at the end of its next turn, that's when you guys are going to stop being stunned. Up next would have been those poor acolytes. They are unconscious on the ground dying. Let's make some death saves for them. That's a fail. That's a fail. Two fails. Um, A a fail (laughs) for each of them. Ferris, you are up next. You can run. Oh, actually, Ferris, you were not here, so you didn't even need to make that. You don't take any damage. Oh, I wondered. I thought maybe. Let me rewind. (laughs) Ferris was not in the room yet, so fortunately, Ferris did not have any of that stuff happening, so you can take that damage away that you got. But you run down into the room and you see two bodies on the ground in those robes. And everyone looking stunned, and the creepy icker creature in the center. All right, so I've arrived. This is a DM question. Yes, I've arrived in the room. Was that my action? Yeah, you have a bonus action left. Use your movement, your action to get down there into the room. Okay, so the only bonus section I really have is hex. Yeah, you could definitely do that. I will cast hex upon Icky. And as you're hexing, you see the hand of your patron reach out and just kind of boop the icker creature on the nose (laughs) so the hex that i'm going i want to hex them their um ability would be wisdom okay hexing their wisdom Mm -hmm. awesome hilarana is stunned lanaver is stunned the main lady is stunned Melees is stunned. It is now the creature's turn um he is going to do some attacks now First one on melees. That will be a 17 to hit. That's a f- that does not hit. And then second one on melees. That's a natural 20. This thing, it touches you. It reaches out with its tentacle-like arm and places its hand right on your forehead. And your brain feels like it is melting. And you're going to take 32 points of psychic damage. <laughs> that is my max health is 31. So you are unconscious on the ground. 
You're going to be my making dildo. With Can your I be dildo. It? Yes, you're cradling the dildo <laughs> in your arms. It's my one comfort. <laughs> okay, at the end of its turn, you guys come who are stunned come out of being stunned. So the next would be the acolytes. They're going to make death saves. That's a fail. That's a success. So the halfling woman succeeded. Ferris, you have you are in the room now. The thing is hexed. Melee's is on the ground, dying. What would you like to do? Um, want to beg my patron to get Melee's the fuck up out of there. I will beg. I will plead. I will tell him. I'll give him anything he wants. So, Ferris, what what exactly do you say? And actually, I would like Des and Sarah to leave and Lauren to not listen right now. And then oh, I'll okay. send you a message. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't listen then to the episode either. Dang. Okay. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Okay. <laughs> so you start thinking about begging your patron to help you. He shows up after doing that little boop. Yeah. On the creature's nose. He looks over at Miles and he says, Ferris, I can help you if you're a good girl. I'll do anything you want. I'll be good. Just please get my friends out of here. You need to find out what's going on with these people. You need to have them tell you everything. You need to get in with them and tell me what is going on. I'll do it. I'll do anything. Now, are you going to continue to behave, or will I have to punish you? Oh. Well, why not both? <laughs> oh, Ferris, I <laughs> knew I kept you around for a reason. Sure, yeah, I can help you. Just when you hear that woman over there start screaming to run, that'll be your sign to leave. Got it. Thank you. Anything for you, Ferris. <sighs> And we're back. So on on Ferris's turn, you see her stand there and get this weird glazed over look in her eyes. And there's a little bit of flash of reddish light around her for a moment, but her turn is used up. It would now be Hilrana's turn. Okay, Hilrana is going to attack with the shillelagh again. Yeah, go for it. 17. 17 hits. Okay, and then my damage roll was a five. Your attack hits, does five damage. This thing still looks pretty good. Looks like it's not showing any signs of wear yet. Although you've definitely made, done damage to it. It's just very Anyone resilient. hugging it? No one's tried that. No one's tried uh, so that. Was your, <laughs> so that was your action, What would, any bonus action movement from... I'm going to try home. hugging it. You're going to try to hug it? <laughs> Let's see, um... I guess it could try. Oh boy. TPK. Can I heal anybody? Yeah, you could You could heal Melees, who's unconscious on the ground dying. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> Balm of the Summer Court. I can spend the dice from my pool to restore health points to one creature I can see within 120 feet. Yeah. Creature also gains one temporary health point per die spent. 16. So you are back up melees with 16 hit points. Mm. Lanover, it is your turn now. 
I'm going to use my bonus action to give Hilrana inspiration. We're going to be like, Hilrana, you're doing great. Just keep it up. Then I'm kind of at a loss for what to do, so I'm going to cast Chatter again because I have one more yeah. second level slot. And hopefully I'm not, like, ultra-killing whatever <laughs> is upstairs. Like, oh, I think I'm okay. He <laughs> <laughs> makes a save. It is a constitution save. Yes. That's a 14. Oh, no. I think it gets. I think it's half damage, though. Okay, yeah, it does take half damage, I'm pretty sure. So the total is 16, so he would take 8. Ouch. Again, doesn't seem to do quite as much damage as you would hope. I know. Something upstairs might be dead. You're not sure. <laughs> Now it is the woman with the spiritual whip. That's, god damn it. She's doing terribly. I think she's scared. And so her spiritual weapon does not hit. Then she's going to use her action to try to inflict wounds onto this thing. She's going to reach out and grab onto its arm. God damn it. She reaches out and the ooze starts wrapping around her hand and going up her arm. And she she gets this panicked look in her eyes. You have to get out of here. Run, run before it kills us all. Miles, you're down on the ground with your dildo lovingly cradled in your arms, but you are back to consciousness. What would you like to do? Oh man, what is the most injured? Is there anything I can hit? Yeah, you can hit the, the Icker creature if you would like to. Yeah. Hit the ooze with the dildo. Amazing. So just roll a d20 and add your strength modifier for that. Plus your dildo modifier. Plus your dildo modifier. <laughs> now I need you to be honest with me, Milis. What is your dildo modifier? Plus 69. <laughs> nice. No, it's just going to be your strength. Uh, 13. 13 does not hit. It just wobbles and it gets it a little bit of the ooze on it. Yeah. Just, just give it a little poke. It's looped and, up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Right. Now it's poison. It's a poison weapon <laughs> yes, now, right? Yeah. Okay. Anything else on your turn, Melees? There were a couple of people who were uh, also dying. Yes. There are two people on dead. the ground. They're going to be. One is. Yeah, they are currently bleeding out. Both of them. Neither of them are stable. And it is the creature's turn next. Oh, gosh. I don't think there's anything I can do. I guess maybe I'll try to get in front of them. Yeah, sure. You can You can place your body in front of, of one of the ones that's unconscious on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Up next is the creature, Icky. He's going to try to just do some melee attacks against the woman who did the whip first. Yeah, that hits 19 points of psychic damage to her. Yeah. She is, she's barely up and she screams out in pain as she grabs her head. This creature is going to go for another attack and as she's standing there, she's going to again yell for you all to run. You need to save yourselves. You need to get out of here before it kills us all. We've been hiding for too long. Find the others and free her before darkness like this can consume all. Look for the sparks of passion and stoke them until you find the goddess's heart. Go! And she's getting consumed by the ichor of this creature. It's going to hit. She is on the ground, unconscious, not completely dead. You can see her blinking there as the ooze starts slithering over her body. The acolytes are going to make death saves. Ooh, success. Crit fail. The halfling woman you see on the ground, the life goes from her body. Some of the ooze breaks off of the creature and starts squirming around her body and covering it. Up next is Ferris. Is my hex still in play? Your hex is still in play. Then I will cast Hold the Dead. 
So it needs and to make he, a wisdom save? Yes, and he is down hit points. Yes. The lower of the two is nine, so he fails. So since he's down hit points, he's going to take 1d12 damage. What type of damage is it? It will be necrotic. The toll goes off and you hear your patron be like, Oh, and, and nothing happens. He's like, maybe you should listen to that woman. All right. So for after, so I've done my action. Nothing happens. Uh, yeah, it doesn't do any damage to it. Can I just scream? Let's go. Do you want to run? Yes. Okay. So you run, and the creature surprisingly does not reach out and attack you as you move away. He'll run it. Is your turn? I guess I'm running too. But I'm gonna. Uh call for Chadley to jump up on me so I don't leave him behind. Yeah, Chadley's been just cowering over by Lanny probably and he'll scurry up onto your shoulder as you start to run away. Again, the creature does not attack you as you're running. You should have tried hugging it. You tried hugging it. That was the key. The key was loved the whole time. <laughs> Lanny, what are you doing? If they're leaving, I'm running after them. Okay, yeah. Oh, no. you, you don't have to run if you don't want to. You can stay and fight this. I'm just saying. I'm that thinking that's we what... should stay and try to seduce it. Oh. We didn't, we said, she said, did say stoke the fires and find that's the heart. That's true. Ferris I... is already naked. If it's not <laughs> yeah. already begging yeah. for her loving, she's going to GTFO. All right. Death save for the lady. Melee, it's your turn. Yeah, we're all leaving. I'm leaving too. You run up the stairs. For a moment, it looks like the creature might attack you, and then it turns back, and just you see as you're leaving the last little moment of this weird ooze covering her entire body and the life going out of the woman's eyes. And you flee up the stairs, out through the gardens, and into the city. Hey there, it's your DM and pal Emily with a few quick announcements. First off, apologies for the subpar audio from Melee's this episode. Audacity decided to eat part of Lauren's audio while we were recording, and we had to use backup audio for part of the episode. Ah, the joys of recording remotely. Hey, if you enjoy the podcast, please consider rating it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and go ahead and follow at Roll for Romance on Twitter. That's where you can get all of our fun spicy takes on D&D and TTRPGs and just have fun and interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you have any friends, co-workers, enemies, pets, family that you think are thirsty for D&D, why don't you go ahead and send them an episode of the podcast, see if they like it. Maybe convert somebody over to the romantic side of D&D. Huge shout out to Kelly or Ed K. Parrish on Twitter for all of the love and support you've been spreading about the show. It means so much to us and we really appreciate you, Kelly. If you haven't checked them out, we have two games on itch.io. There's Shot Through the Heart, which is a spy, sexy, intrigue game. And then we also have Kiss Miss Spirit, which is a holiday romance-themed TTRPG. They're both free and we would love it if you checked them out. Anyway, that's it for now. Let's get back to the adventure. You all have fled away from the House of Heavenly Delights. You are in the city. You're not too far away from Greg's house, but I don't know what your plan is now that you have fled and are out of immediate danger. Ferris would like to find some clothing. Oh, that's true. You are naked. Do you want to try to sneak through the city or? Ferris will try to sneak. Let's make a, a quick, that's not really a mechanic, but like a luck check to see if you guys remember to pick your clothing up as you were leaving. So just roll a d20 for me, Miles and Ferris. 
17 for Ferris. Chadley hands you like a little <laughs> handkerchief he has in his pack. Eye patch to cover one of the nips. I rolled a nine. With Ferris getting a 17, I think she would have had the presence of mind as she, as she was fleeing to have grabbed the clothing that you guys had dropped. So you can go in an alleyway and get dressed if you would like to. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be best. Do you say anything as you run past the front guards of the House of Heavenly Delights on your way out? Yes. Bye. <laughs> There's a monster in your basement. <laughs> don't go down there. So you say don't go See, down there. <laughs> well, my question is like, what's the monster? Is it still down there? Like, is it gonna you come up know. and start? You ran away. No well, I feel like I would. Helena would tell the guards. That's what I was asking. And, like, if you tell yes, them evacuate the right. building, and then assess like what see what's happening as you are fleeing you will alert the guards there's a danger down in the basement before fleeing and so they will head off to try to take care of that now you are dressed you're making your way away from the house of heavenly delights who's in is melis still is he okay or is he still in bad shape i have 16 okay you're fine so yeah i'm not doing so well but it's not like i'm gonna just fall over dead I'm going to heal Lanny. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds. She gets five hit points. I hate to ask this, but did you bring the the giant dildo with you and the paddle and such? <laughs> I definitely or brought did the you paddle. Leave it there? Hmm. Yeah, I feel like he would have just held on to it. Okay, yeah. It's his only weapon. You weren't thinking as you were fleeing, so it just default had it in your hand. Well, so now you can put that in your inventory. One yeah, giant dildo, dildo and uh, one paddle for Hilrana. I think we should go back to my house and reassess and gear up and figure out what we're going to do next. I think that's a wonderful idea. Yes. That sounds good. Yeah. It's great to talk about it because I'm a little bit lost. I don't really know what we were facing there or what happened. You head back through the city as you're getting there, you see the very faintest little pinpricks of light of the sun rising in the distance. And, and at this point, you feel in your body the weariness of all the things that have happened and realize that you have not slept at all tonight. But you're probably pretty tired by the time you get back to Greg's house. I think part of the problem is like, I don't know what's going on. Is this creature like now ravaging the city or is it <laughs> has it disappeared or what's happening I don't think we have any way to know that. Yeah, no, not unless we went back. I'm guessing Greg probably has servants. We'll send some servants out. We could yeah, send Greg a servant back to the House of Heavenly Delights okay, to so, check in and see what's going on up there. Is everything all right? Do you want any refreshments? Hi. A very wizened <laughs> gnome comes up. Uh, is it just servants or does Greg have like some guards around his house? Greg brought most of his guards with him. He has a couple that are just I, we get one of those guards to go down to the House of Earthly Deli Heavenly Delight Heavenly Delights and uh, just assess and see what's going on down there because there was a monster we got attacked, but oh, I want to see what the situation is. I don't want him to get in danger, so if he's in danger, he needs to come back. Of course. But if we can get some idea. I am sure that we could have one of them do that. Okay, well, maybe I should go tell them <laughs> I can go tell them. It's fine. I remember everything. My mind is like a steel trap. Okay. And then when I'm done, I shall make you some sandwiches. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. 
one of the guards is going off to check it out, make sure that there's not a big fire or something horrible ravaging through the city and see what's going on at the House of Heavenly Delights. And you guys are getting sandwiches. You can be in the, the kitchen area if you would like. I'm sitting in a chair, but uh, like my entire torso and arms are just kind of flopped <laughs> over the table because I'm so tired and I'm also being very dramatic. I'm just patting you on the back slowly. What being... was that? <laughs> there, there. Do any of us have any idea what that thing was? Well, what happened after we left? Well, the three of us agreed to participate in the ritual. And at first it seemed like it was working. Lear spoke to us and told us to try and find her followers and bring her back to the world. And she appeared before us as a woman made of red smoke. But then th that being that you saw... Before she disappeared, she said, they've found us. And then she, the smoke that she was just kind of dissipated and this horrible thing emerged and started attacking us. Oh, my word. I believe she said we had to find her heart. Yes, that's right. Oh, my goodness. Well, does anyone know what that horrible thing was? No never seen anything like it i've read of things coming from like the far realm or the abyss but or something like that but i've never seen anything I'd, i wouldn't know exactly what it was yeah you guys can make a history or religion check i got a 12 that's not the worst i got an 18 ferris got a 13 Neely's got a one, so he's <laughs> oh, <laughs> just happy to be eating a sandwich. <laughs> I think that pretty much what Lanny you were saying is what you remember is that you've heard yeah. things like that. Helvrana, you don't know why you remember stuff like this, but the creature to you reminded you of probably a demon of some sort. It feels familiar to me, but I'm not sure why. You don't think that you've ever encountered anything exactly like this creature, but the energy from it seemed demonic to you and you just can't figure out exactly why you would know that one thing that i noticed was that my spells didn't seem to do as much damage as i would have expected them to same here i could tell that the thunder spell was doing a little bit but not just not very much it it didn't seem to take i also tried something that is usually effective, and he seemed to just brush it off. And that's when I said, let's get out of here. I hope that this thing was just around to dispatch with the followers and didn't attack the rest of the brothel. Is it? Is it technically a brothel? Or yeah, it's a brothel and, and, um, and other. The brothel establishment. Plus. Brothel plus. Brothel entertainment with extra perks. Yeah, it's an entertainment complex. <laughs> entertainment complex for adults. I hope that it wasn't there to just... seemed like it came to the ritual because it was looking for the followers of Lear. So hopefully once it was finished with that, it left... But I have no reason to believe why I would do that. We'll have to see what Greg's guard says when he comes back. But I sure hope everyone else is okay, especially your new friend, Aquaria. Oh, gosh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, I hope she's all right. Oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> A little while passes. You guys can continue to discuss. But maybe about an hour later, the guard does return. And he said, 
there's not, there wasn't really any big commotion or anything going on over there. So I think whatever was going on either left or was contained, no, nothing looked, it didn't look like anything had rampaged the city or caused any further damage. Oh, thank goodness. That's good. I think we should all get some rest and then figure this out tomorrow so we can be at our best. I think that sounds like a good idea, Helrana. And as you finish up this conversation, the sun has risen. Anything else you want to do before you go to sleep? I have to do my 24-step skincare routine. Yes. I have to climb a lot of stairs because I very (laughs) foolishly picked the bedroom at the top of a tower. Ferris wants a bath. (laughs) Melees will just go to bed. He's sunked out. Melees isn't going to even do his skincare routine. That's how bad of a day skincare routine. He's having a hard time. That's more shocking than that. (laughs) You all settle down for the evening. So that is a long rest. Yes, you're taking a long rest, but as you are sleeping, some things are going to happen. Hello. Oh, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you guys, I don't know what you're Lilace up to. does have that dildo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, whoa. <laughs> he hasn't washed it off yet. No, it's a poison. Hey, we don't want that. Yeah, he didn't take the time oh, to wash yeah. his face. You think he's going to take the time to wash that? Ferris, you have nice, un- uninterrupted, calm sleep. Plus. Shocking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no dreams that you can remember. Just oh no. Just relaxing and good. You sleep hard after that bad encounter. Ferris, not Ferris. That's not people's names. That's <laughs> everyone's name. Everyone, Everyone is Ferris now. <laughs> that was a good choice for our podcast to yeah. name all of the Ferris, characters. Ferris, the Ferris, and Ferris. <laughs> <laughs> like Pete the, and Pete. The Ferris Twelve. <laughs> For Lanny and Hilvrana, your rest for the evening is fitful, and you have flashes of the visions that you had back at the temple, mixed with the voice of the red smoke woman entreating you to find her heart and free her. As you begin to wake Lanny right before your eyes open, you have one final vision that is a new one. You see a familiar-looking middle-aged Air Genasi woman wearing a low-cut crimson gown dancing with a handsome, pale human man in a dimly lit ballroom. It flashes before your mind, and then you wake up. And Hilrana... In the last moments of fevered dreaming, you see a galleon approaching an archipelago as the sun rises on a misty morning. On the deck, gazing solemnly forward, is a handsome copper-skinned earth genasi flanked by two human knights with the symbol of a shield and scales emblazoned on their tabards. Miles, you've had a pretty pretty rough day, but you have your your big dildo as your as your new little pet. My comfort dildo. Your comfort dildo snuggled up with your comfort dildo. You're finally drifting off to sleep when you feel the presence of divinity wash over you. The room fills with blinding holy light and you hear the booming voice of your goddess speaking directly to you for the first time since you left Alephi. The time has come for you to prove you are worthy of being my champion. Defeat your darker half and bring my radiance back to our people. Learn the hidden maneuver that will give you the power you need. The radiance fades away and you just black out after that. And so you have that message that is from your goddess. Wow. You guys wake up. It's probably, it already was the next day, but you wake up mid-afternoon, rested, maybe a little bit more or less depending on what your dreams were like. But you are 
up and ready to take on the day. What are you doing? Do we, did the guard know? No, probably not. I was wondering if the guard, he said everything was fine. Yeah. So Ferris is really curious if the, any of the followers survived the attack. When the guard came back and said, everything's cool. She figured they're either keeping that hush hush or something happened to the bodies. Yeah, and you assume that the guard wouldn't have actually been allowed in to go look. He probably went and checked with the people at the place and saw that there wasn't any destruction or that it wasn't shut down or anything. The withered gnome man who does not have a name. The sandwich guy? The sandwich guy. Sandwich sandwich buddy. His name is the Earl of Sandwich. The Earl of Sandwich approaches, <laughs> and we're going to get sued for that. <laughs> just Earl. Earl. Earl shows up, and he says, pardon me, would you, where would you like the mail? Oh, I'll take it. Of course, yes, of course. And he hands you a big stack of mail. A lot of it are just letters to Greg from fans or commissions at, for different jewelry pieces, you see that there is a letter actually addressed to Miles, and there is a tabloid in there with it that is Greg's guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like there's some uh, stuff from publishers for Chadley. Yeah, there's a couple things being like, your deadline has pa- been pa- passed <laughs> for like 10 months. We need you to, to give us back the advance or Aww, you need to finish Chadley. the book. Who even knew that I was here? <laughs> a very good question. Neelis will grab his letter. Yeah, there is a letter addressed to you in a fairly heavy-handed handwriting. The ink on it is in big blobs on the page. And it is from your friend Thaladin. Hey. Um, and essentially the letter says that he just found out that they're doing a special deal with his hyper shred group that he told you about, where if he brings a friend, he gets half off on this really cool hyper shred seminar that's happening. And it's all about teaching you to unlock your true fitness potential and become your most empowered version of yourself. And he just really thinks that you would be into it. And but it's happening in a couple days. And no pressure if you don't want to no no pressure if you don't want to come, but you know, like Thaladin would love for you to join him. Oh, Melee's will check check box the <laughs> check mark the box that says yes, I'm interested. Please send me more information. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, the no one is like, no, no yeah. I don't want to work <laughs> no. on my dreams in the coming year. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. He has invited you. It is, like I said, in a few days, and it is in the mountains of Claudia, about a day's travel from Mirador, so not directly in the city. So if you wanted to meet up with him, you could. Is it kind of on the way to Alephi? I would say yes, in the vaguely in the direction of Alephi. Alephi's pretty far away. Okay. And when you were reading the letter, the most empowered version of yourself was intriguing. Yeah, I mean, he will he will try to, like, discreetly, uh, you know, he's not going to say anything to anyone. He's just okay. going to put it back in his pocket. Hilrana, because you were the one that picked up the mail, you see on the tabloid, which is the Mirador Mirror, the headline, a royal mess, and a big picture or drawing of Princess Celeste looking sad. Oh, no. 
I'm definitely going to read that. Princess Celeste, betrayed by stone-cold husband and backstabbing bridesmaid. Reliable sources from inside the palace claim that the so-called Prince Grant was caught in the act with Lady Bernadette Belengrad, rumored to be the lover of Prince Sono, just hours after he had said his vows to Princess Celeste. He's fled back to the Black Cloud Islands with his mistress undoubtedly in tow. No one has seen or heard from Lady Belengrad since they were discovered. In a comment from Lady Teresa Bordeaux, who was a guest at the royal reception, she called Prince Grant a liar, a pretender from a line of known betrayers to Claudia. And she said, I knew the wedding was a mistake and I tried to make a stand for every true and loyal Claudian. In other news of royal affairs, Duchess Cosima was witnessed leaving the palace under the cover of night with the mysterious Baron Bloodworth, a notorious bachelor and playboy. What was she thinking? Very out of character for the uptight and, shall I say, matronly Duchess. And then it goes on to do other gossip about the city. Do a gossip. So I read it back. I read it. I say, you guys have got to hear this. I feel like this has, it's like just an extension of the things that were going on the wedding reception. Like, I can't imagine these people hooking up with each other. And I think there's some more of uh, that same magic afoot. Oh, and pineapple is ridiculous. I wouldn't trust a word that come out <laughs> of her mouth. I do think we should contact uh, Jalesa and see what's going on. See if she's all right. Yes, I think it would be a good idea to contact Jalessa. Um, I'm sure that she could give us some perspective on whether or not any of these things are true. Just doesn't seem like Prince Grant, even given the spell. I thought we saw him go off with Princess Celeste. I know. Plus, they were so in love with each other. I can't imagine him doing these things. I can't either. I can't imagine Cosima running off with some baron either make a intelligence check for me he'll run it and lanny 11 i also got an 11 oh. okay the dc was 10 so you are thinking about this looking at this and Hilrana, you are positive that the dude that you dreamt of was prince grant on the boat lanny the woman that you saw in your dream looked like a very sexy version of lady Cosima or duchess Cosima. but that's not what she is like no, not at all. In, like, real life? <laughs> no. Okay. Not like she was at all, but it was her. Right. That's so strange. Does it, does it say... Does anyone know what the what race the Baron is? It just said Mysterious Baron Bloodworth. Baron Bloodworth. Huh. That's very strange. I had a dream just now about... An Air Genasi woman who, I suppose, in hindsight, could have been Lady Cosima, dancing with a human man. I wonder if the Baron is a human. Hmm. I had a dream about Prince Grant on a boat. Was he with? He was with some guards, I believe. He w he seemed to be alone. How strange. Very strange. And you remember in your vision that the guards had this uh, shield and, and scales on it. Shield and scales. Uh, can I roll history? Yeah, you could do history or uh, religion. 
Can I do history also? Yes, everybody yes. can if they would like to. Everybody gets the roll of history. I got a it's one. A <laughs> I got a 16. <laughs> a 19 for history. Nice. Miles isn't. No, he's not even going to bother. He doesn't know history. I would say 16, 19. History. You know some of the history of the relationship between the Black Cloud Islanders and the Cloudian Empire and how they had rebelled against them for various reasons. But and you're trying to think about any information that you can remember about the Black Cloud Islanders, and you know that a lot of their worship and some of their stand, you're thinking back now, had to do with wanting to have justice for their community, wanting to be able to protect themselves. And that symbol reminds you of the deity of order and just combat. Is this the same guy that we were talking about yep. earlier? Yep, yep, yep. Gunvor. Gunvor. It sounds like the symbol of Gunvor, the, the symbol that was on their tabards. Huh. Isn't he a Tain's father? Yes. Yes, he is. I just don't know what to make of any of this. It's very, very strange. Yeah. Other things that are in the tabloid, just for fun. There are some rumors of disappearances. Some people are saying that maybe there's a creature that is haunting the lower terrace. Uh But the columnist does not believe it. They're like... Is it made of anchor? It is no. No, it's some kind of fanged and clawed creature. There is an ad from a noble family looking for someone to bring their daughter back home. She ran away from home and they're saying... Bring her back, please. We need her. There's an ad for Hyper Shred about unlocking your true potential. And then an ad for sale at Spellbound, the magic item shop, where buy two magic items and get a free week trial of their social club. Oh, interesting. I think that if we're going to try and help Lear, we probably need to try and figure out how we can make sense of these dreams we had. I'm going to send a raven over to Jalessa. She's at the palace. Jalessa's on her island. Oh, she's on her island? She's still having her island get away, I guess. send a seagull. (laughs) Send a seagull. That seagull is going to have a long trip. You could hire a carrier pigeon or something to fly out, or if there's a boat, an airship or something going out that way, you could send a letter. I'll send her by whatever fastest mail carrier I can find. Okay. Uh, You can spend... A gold to do that. A gold. Because you want the fastest. You get the shiniest and most athletic pigeon. Oh, wow. Primo pigeon. This pigeon's on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Performance enhanced pigeon. He's been doing hyper shred. He has been doing hyper shred. <laughs> Avian division. <laughs> so speaking of dreams... I did have one as well, but not related to this. My goddess contacted me. Whoa. And she's requested my presence, essentially. So I need to leave. Oh. Oh my gosh. But that's wonderful for you that she's made contact again. Yeah. Yes. When it's you, great. When are you leaving? Um, now-ish. <laughs> oh. 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 She hasn't contacted me in so long, and so to hear from her is super great. And she's she's just requested that I do a couple of things in order to get back in her good graces. So I just need to, you know, kill my twin brother and uh, what? figure out. Um, yeah, yeah, it's no big deal. Uh, but yeah, I've got to find him, track him down, kill him, 
uh, before he kills me. He has the same quest, I'm sure. Uh, and then I need to also figure out something about my body, making it better. I honestly don't know what more I can do, but me either. Sugar. Has his hypers. Thank you. <laughs> so I've I've got to take my leave. Well, that's unfortunate to hear. I'm happy for you that your goddess contacted you. Is there anything we can do to help you? I was about to ask the same thing. If you see someone who looks like me, but doesn't respond to my name, let me know. Uh, but how will we contact you? <laughs> Pigeon. They'll figure it out. Does he still have his, his bracelet from radio, magical That's radio? That's I wonder how, oh, yeah. how far What's away. What's the distance on that? The radius is just within Mirador. It's only coverage of Mirador. Gotta get that extended plan. Oh, darn it. Contact one of my goddess's followers and they'll be able to get a message through to me. Okay. Well, you'll always have a place here. If, and hopefully, when you come back. I'll be back. I will be back. Unless my twin brother kills me, and then, you know, I won't be. Maybe we should have, like, a, a password or something. Yeah. <laughs> kind of worried about this twin brother situation. No, I was trying to think if there's, like, a... Maybe I have, like, a little freckle in my eye that he doesn't have. And that's how you can know. You also have the mark on your chest. I also have that giant mark on my chest. I thought thought about about that, that. but I didn't know if it would disappear. (laughs) Oh, Melis, I'm going to miss you so much. And I'll hug him. Oh, I'll miss you too. But you know what they say about distance in the heart? My heart can't grow any fonder, sugar. He hugs her back. Melis, are you absolutely certain this vision was from your goddess? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> he like hesitates for a second. Yeah. <laughs> you could make an insight check if you want to, Melee's. Yeah. You even think about that. <laughs> He's a simple man. He is a simple man. Look, he got an eight, so. <laughs> He's yeah. like, yeah, man. Yeah. He's like, totally. Yeah, this I'd recognize legit. her n- anywhere. Okay. Oh, well, best of luck. Thank you. And I wish you the best of luck with figuring out whatever this is. Hopefully this won't take too long. Well, I, I hope it doesn't take you long to find and kill your twin brother either. <laughs> I just can't believe there are two of y'all that look like you. Oh my. There are two of us. There are. Uh, we've I've never seen him, but... Uh... Which one of you is the evil twin? He is. That's a long pause. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Insight check. <laughs> When's the last time you saw him? Uh, I've never seen him. Melis, this is very confusing. <laughs> how do you know you have a twin brother? That's just how it goes in Aleffy with the champions. They kind of, they make their champion and then they just have like a backup one. And so it was me, but we don't, we're not raised together or anything. They get to go off. They're adopted to a family. They get to grow up like regular kids. And then the champions get to, we're, we're actually trained. It's like with side, like a, someone waiting in the sidelines situation, a backup, an understudy. So you have no idea how formidable an opponent he may be. Well, if he was raised normally, it sounds like he would be less formidable than Miles. You would think, but I'm so worried. Oh, oh, no. It'll be killing him. It'll be so quick and easy. It'll be one, two, done. 
Not no. Don't worry about it. Not a problem. <gasps> I just look really concerned. <laughs> this sounds like a. That's rough, buddy. Will you send word and let us know that you're all right? Yes, definitely. I will. I'll. I'll send. I'll. I'll write y'all. I'll send everything to Greg's house. I'll keep you updated. All right. I'm gonna miss you. I'll miss you too. We'll all miss you, Muleys. I will miss all of you, but you'll be in my heart. Chadley comes up and gives you a little affectionate nip. Oh. I think that's the most mean Chadley have ever interacted. He'll pat him <laughs> yeah. on the head. <laughs> yeah. He was he was a little like you didn't have a crush on you, but he was uh, intimidated by you. Fair. It happens often. Yeah. So as Miles prepares to head off and maybe get shredded, find a way <laughs> to destroy his twin brother. We will end for today and say goodbye to Lauren, hopefully for just a little bit. And Hello. congratulations. 